This is Camp Life, The Other Side. A bi-weekly podcast for summer camp professionals. Now it's time to explore the other side of summer camp. Welcome to the Scamp Life Podcast, The Other Side. This is Kelly Cook, and today I have with me Shauna, and I'll let Shauna introduce herself, and we've got a really fun episode for y'all today. So Shauna, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi, I'm Shauna Guglielmo, Camp Programs Coordinator at Lincoln Park Zoo, located in Chicago, Illinois, and I'm happy to be here today with Kelly. Awesome. So, so today we are, we're going to do a fun episode. We've done a really lot of heavy subjects lately um, and topics. And so this one's kind of a lot of fun. Um, It stemmed from two different books that I read recently. Um, So I first read, How Would You Move Mount Fuji? Um, And that is by William Poundstone. And it talks about the different questions that Microsoft and Silicon Valley use to, um, they use in their interviews and just how they interview staff and things like that. Um, And I found it fascinating. Half the book is just the questions they ask. And I know growing up and being a camp counselor, my directors would always ask me fun and ridiculous questions. Like, would you want, what superhero would you be or what superpower or things like that? Just fun, simple ones in comparison. Well, then I was listening to a different audio book a few weeks later And it's Leading from Anywhere, The Essential Guide to Managing Remote Teams by David Berkus. And he actually talks about not using brain teaser type questions in the interviews because you're not really getting anything out of it. So Shauna and I today are kind of going to either agree or disagree. I don't even know what Shauna's point is on this yet. (laughs) Um, On if when we're interviewing our camp staff, should we include brain teasers? So what do you think, Shauna? I have mixed emotions. I think that there are good brain teaser questions and then there are some that are just nuanced and don't give you anything out of the interview. So like the brain teaser question that I got mostly in every job interview for all of my camp counselor positions was, if you were a fruit, what kind of fruit would you be and why? I've gotten that one too. (laughs) And it's just like, I don't know. Do fruits have human attributes? Like it was so hard to the point that I was just like, name the most obscure fruit, you know, or fruit or vegetable. And I would just say artichoke. (laughs) I mean, it's a good one, but did you ever have a why behind it? I said, because they look, oh, what would I say? It was something about how they don't look like they would taste good. But like once you get into the core, they're actually like really sweet and juicy or something like that. (laughs) But it still didn't make any sense. Like I remember one year we asked our teens, um, what kind of Starbucks drink would you be and why? And I just remember asking it and like some of the kids are just like, oh, I would just be like a vanilla frappuccino. I'd be like, oh. Like, like, am I supposed to assume you're boring from that or that you're like classic or so those questions, I'm just like, nah, no, <laughs> I, I, it's hard too, because like, we want to get a sense of like who they are and they're in, like the fun side on their interview, mm-hmm. because I don't know, especially with the younger generation coming in, I've noticed that there's a lot more nerves with the interviews. Even if you just do them via Zoom, there's still a lot of nerves, even though they're probably more 
accustomed to Zoom than even we are. I I had a really good one that I liked for many, many years that I was asked as a camp counselor. Um, and I have no idea what the reasoning behind it was when I was asked it, but I had my own reasons. And that was, if you could play Monopoly with any four people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? And so I took that as, well, camp is kind of a marathon and Monopoly is a very, very long game. And the types of people you would choose kind of give an idea of the type of team you can work with over a long period of time or, you know, fight against because they bought too many hotels. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that was one question I really liked for a while. But ever since I started asking that in my interviews now, I kind of have moved away from asking fun questions mm. because I don't really know how to lead into them in a effective way that doesn't totally, I mean, yes, you want the the crazy reaction, but at the same time, what, what good is the reaction? Yeah, that's, I really like that question though, <laughs> um, about the monopoly because Monopoly in many families is a trigger. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. On, you know, how your family played. I didn't have brothers or sisters growing up, so I didn't play board games a lot. But I have seen people play board games and especially Monopoly. And it just looks terrifying. Um, <laughs> like you're fighting with your own family members. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So well, funny to watch. And it's funny because majority of the time people would mention family members as like people to play. Like I'm literally giving you everybody in the entire world, famous people, people, you know, people you don't know, dead or alive. So it literally could have been anybody. And yeah, they, they still mostly chose family. So that's hilarious. I'm just thinking about now, like I would want to invite people who were not financially responsible because yeah. that would <laughs> make it sure that I would win the game unless yes. one of them just has dumb luck I don't know <laughs> so yeah so that's why like I've now moved away from them a little bit so Berkus's you know purpose of not asking the questions anymore at least when I read the book or listened to the book is that he doesn't see it as beneficial because in the jobs he's talking about are remote jobs primarily, which I know camp is not remote, but it was interesting to hear the argument because he actually mentioned the other book, you know, how would you move Mount Fuji? And he mentioned that when, when talking about this point about, you know, it was this fad and we really don't need it anymore because people want more about the being cared for and developing those relationships as opposed to can I problem solve and, and work on a brain teaser? Uh, you know, so, and plus he argued that anybody who reads, how would you move Mount Fuji pretty much has access to all the brain teaser questions anyway, because they're yeah. all in the back of the book. Like True. half the book is just questions with answers. So yeah. So that was, I mean, it was interesting, but we want camp counselors to problem solve. So in, mm -hmm. in that aspect, do we still ask them? I feel like it has to be really strategic. Yeah, so this year, um, I did include one in my, like, feel them out interviews, which I started this week, and one of them is, if I were to give you a pencil, name three things you can do with that pencil outside of its traditional uses. Ooh. See, now, that would be a really great question, except I use that question during staff training before we talk <laughs> about pr creative programming. 
So we, that I usually use a different object every year now, but I started mm-hmm. doing that a couple, I started with a pencil a couple of years ago and I can't remember what the object was last year, but that's the question I use right before we go into our creative program training, which is dollar store dual, which Kurt and Chris talked about um, in one of either, it was either their podcast they did, or it was one of the, the Scamp Life conferences a few years yeah. ago. But I do dollar store duel with my my staff to come up with fun field game and creative programs. So that would be a really great question. But that also gauges their creativity, which mm-hmm. is which is a really great one to ask. So you have a purpose behind it. And it's not really, I wouldn't call it necessarily a brain teaser per se. Yeah, no, I think I, I threw it in there just to see how they would do in the moment with the problem solving. And it was a mixed bag. Like some of them really took longer than I had envisioned them to answer. <laughs> and others came up with three really quickly. And I think that when you're in the camp world looking for counselors, you kind of need a balance of both, like people who can think on the fly and then people who are strategic thinkers and need time. So I think it, I think it's giving me some insight into some personalities, but it's definitely throwing people. And it's one of those questions where they're like, oh my God, I don't even know how to answer that. Well, so, okay. So where are you asking that in the interview? Because I was always asked it as like one of the last questions of those fun, ridiculous <laughs> questions was always like the last one. So, so it's my second question. <laughs> it's your second question. Well, these are just feel out interviews. So it's just like seeing if they're a real person. So my first question is, are you available for the full camp season? If I give you a pencil, blah, 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 blah. And then why do you want to work at the zoo this summer? Okay. That's not, that's actually, that seems like it would flow. And your, you know, your question isn't so far out of left field that it's, it's not Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) Because I mean, I always got the superhero question too, you know, if, if you, or superpower, you know, if you could have Mm -hmm. any superpower, what would it be and why? And I feel like, well, that's such a classic what is one trying to gauge? Like, I don't know. I would want invisibility because <laughs> I don't, I don't like talking to people. And if I'm walking down the street, I don't want to smile at anybody. Like, it's just awkward. And I think you can just get places faster, but logically that's not a good superpower to pick if you're going into like a very interpersonal position. So Again, what are you judging that question on? Like, what are you taking away from that question? Even though it's fun. Right. And I think, much. and I think fun questions have their place for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like we, we like them because we are camp, but I was always, I personally, like I've mentioned earlier, you know, I'm under the impression it has to have a purpose. So mm-hmm. one question my CEO asked me when I, before I got this job and he seems to have like three brain teaser questions, all of which were in that book, by the way. Uh, So his favorite one is why is a uh, manhole cover round? I just read an article on this question. (laughs) It like popped up on my Facebook feed and I read the first few lines and I was like, no, I'm not finishing. (laughs) I don't know what the conclusion was, but I was like, this does not seem right. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting because like, he asked me that question as like the camp director. Okay, cool. You want to know how I problem solve. I get it. You know, I'm going to be in that type of role. I'm running the camp. 
But come to find out, he asks that of everybody for every interview he is part of. So whether they are applying for an HR and interviewing in an HR position, myself, a maintenance guy, like regardless, I can I can see there's some problem solving to the manhole cover problem, but I feel like like cater cater your questions better. And I think he's asked about like he's got a fraction problem he asks as well, like what's this times this? And he doesn't even care if the answer's right. I would have a panic attack if he asked me anything <laughs> about math. No, nope. I'd be like, you know what, this position's not for me. <laughs> I'm just gonna head on out. <laughs> so so do we really want to keep up with do we ask brain teasers because i mean yeah we're having a blast asking you each other (laughs) it's so fun to see the reactions and i mean for a first timer we'll say 16 17 year old staff member Mm -hmm. who's interviewing in their very first interview ever is it a turn on or is it a turn off? Like, hey, I want to work here or, oh my God, they're crazy. Or are you setting them up to think that all interviews are this quirky? Right. <laughs> so then they prepare for all those weird questions at their first big job interview and they get in and they're like, <laughs> what's your outlook for the next 10 years? And they're like, wait a second. I just thought about what fruit I was all day. <laughs> I did not think about a 10 year plan. <laughs> Well, and unless you're really, you know, interviewing at Microsoft or anything in Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. I don't know places that would utilize brain teasers. I think a good one that I have in sticking to the theme of zoo is um, if you could equate your leadership style to any type of animal, which would it be and why? Because then you can throw in other stuff like historical person or like if you're a religious camp, like religious figures or leaders, or like if you are a themed camp and you just so happen to be superhero themed, you can think you're a superhero. <laughs> so I think it's really versatile and you're seeing the qualities that they admire in leaders and what they want to exemplify as leader. Yeah. I think brain teasers like that are really good I think so too and like you were saying it is a really versatile one so like I've heard that 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 question but they left it so open-ended that it very much confused staff so they just left it if if you could pick anything in the world to describe your leadership style what would it be and I'm like that's that's a lot because <laughs> where where do you have a direction to so at least you're giving them yeah. some guidance on like pick an animal I really like this question. I ask it in our long form interview with our counselors. And it's just interesting to see the differences in the answer across the applicants. And it, and it helps me pair them too during the summer. Oh, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's really smart. So one of my other fun questions that I've heard over the years is, I am an Eskimo, sell me a block of ice. One problematic Eskimo. <laughs> <laughs> not an okay word they're inuits that's Um, true but that it was an old question to be fair it was asked in like the early 2000s when i heard it um but i think it became woke yes well and i think the last time i used a similar question to that it was i'm a penguin sell me a block of ice still like why as a camp counselor do i need to know how to sell as a director yes i do as a yeah. camp counselor, <laughs> I don't know. Now I have asked my staff this year, especially returners, 
The question that I've been asking them, though, and it's not really a brain teaser, but it is along that sales spectrum, is how would you sell camp to a first-time camper? And so, but that is more because they have that background knowledge of what camp already is and what they enjoy about it. Yeah. And I've even used for leadership staff, how would you sell camp to a first-time parent? Uh, But again, not brain teaser, more true practical questions that and also that question from a returner they've seen camp well hopefully they've seen campers that have that apprehension mm-hmm. that come to camp or the homesickness or you know the anxiety so they'll know what words and how to explain things to lower that um emotional feel that a lot of first-time campers have so that I think that's a good question I don't think it's a brain teaser, but I think that it will pull a lot of the training that they received from the camp from the previous years, see how much they took in and how much they've grown. I think that's a good question. I but like I, also, I also think, too, it will show you the staff who clearly are there for fun versus the staff who can pull what they've actually taken away from it. Uh, so really developing good questions that still can be fun because Mm -hmm. I mean for myself you could still ask me today about the camp I grew up going to and how would I sell that and granted yes I'm a camp director now but you could have asked me when I was 14 years old to do that and I would have been able to rattle stuff off you know and and know what I got out of it other than yeah it's a super fun experience and I (laughs) love really like my friends there and but yeah, no, if, if I was a camp counselor and was asked that, I'd be like, well, this is what you get to do. And I learned a lot about myself and, but yeah, I mean, but so what are some of those, if, if a camp really does want to use, I know we've given some examples of really mm-hmm. good brain teasers. Do you have any others that camp directors would actually get something out of if they asked it? That's so tough. I was looking at a bunch of them yesterday and a lot of like my thoughts were, what's the metric for this question (laughs) (laughs) how am I scoring this um I didn't really find any ones that really stuck out that were things that you could pull from yeah it was hard because I've perused the google book I forgot it's called the how would you move mount Fuji yeah yeah I've perused that and I um you know like way back what did that come out in like 2007 let's see I've got it in front of me let's see when this thing was copyrighted (laughs) uh it came out 2003 so wow yeah so I gave it more credit than 20 years ago I know that's the year I graduated high school wow yeah I would want to ask like Google and other like Silicon Valley tycoons, like what were they getting from those questions? Like how were they judging two candidates with those questions? Like were these questions a deciding factor in hiring them? Would the interview have been the same if you had that question in there or not? Yeah. Well, so, and, the, and the book talks about their interview process, like the whole process itself, not mm-hmm. just the questions. So yeah, I've only looked at the questions. Yeah. Well, and that's, 
that I mean that's what we're kind of talking about but yeah <laughs> so I mean if you read the book it will go into their their full interview process and the different stages in the interview mm-hmm. but I mean you have a good point it's like what are you really trying to get out other than how you problem solve yeah. and I feel like there's so many other questions out there because I mean, if you were to ask me to, how how would you act like a chicken in a minute or sing your favorite camp song? I'm sorry, I'm the introvert, introverted camp director. I am not the one who wants to yell and scream and get up and do a dance. Now I will during the camp season when I'm teaching it to a bunch of campers. But for an interview, that makes me so uncomfortable, especially like sing your favorite camp song. I'm like, um... So no, like, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. I could tell you what my favorite camp song is and which ones I enjoy doing and, and whatnot, but not in an interview. No, thank you. Yeah, I agree with that. I think another, I have gotten this question quite a few times in interviews and it's pretend I have never made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and guide me on how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And this question haunts me because in second grade, we had to do a writing task about making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a group. And the teacher, Mrs. Acker, Winifred Acker, oh, she was so mean for a second grade teacher. She put us in these groups and then we all had to write it together. And then we gave it to her and she literally had bread, peanut butter. And I mean, this was back in the early nineties. Peanut butter was not scary yet. Um, (laughs) Peanut butter, jelly, And she followed the directions from every group. And my group forgot to say, open the lid on the jelly. (laughs) And I am still devastated because we did not get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that day. You see, now I can see that as a really great exercise for like, if you had a group for for staff training, that Mm -hmm. would like to instruct someone how how to teach, kind of like that each one teach one activity. But instead it being verbalized, because I mean, we're not really going to write instructions for for our campers to read yeah. because most of our campers are too young to comprehend something like that. But that would be a really cool activity to do verbally mm-hmm. or even have different camp counselors instruct the camp director to do it or, or peers or something. Mm-hmm. But in terms of a writing activity and for second grade, second grade. It was hard. So hard. <laughs> but I got asked when I got asked that question at one of uh the sleepaway camps that I worked at and I felt so prepared (laughs) (laughs) let's do this I'm never making that mistake again all my life Like You'll- I have got this. <laughs> and the interview people were laughing because I was like so precise. <laughs> and I was like, no, we're doing this step by step because I am not forgetting to open up the jelly again. Like Did you explain happen. to them afterwards yes. like exactly why? <laughs> and I got that job. So hey. <laughs> but yeah, that one. That one is fun. I like, even though the second grade thing was like way too young for us to be doing that and putting that much pressure on us and then not giving us a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at the end was just cruel. I still think it is a good question because like you said, it does give you a sense of how they uh, use or say directions verbally. And like, especially when they're working with younger children, like simplistic one at a time tasks. So that way, 
you know, they can keep up and explaining if they're not explaining it to you, how they would explain it to a child. Sometimes they'll talk it through verbally and it's nice to see that thought process working. Um, I do like that question, but I have trauma from it, so I don't ask it anymore. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, and then, and when it comes to those fun questions, I wouldn't even call them brain teasers. Like, ask fun questions in your interview, but definitely have a, a purpose behind them because, or save them for training, even yeah. so that you can. Mm-hmm you know, use that as a lead into a bigger training. So like your pencil question, I use that for creative programming. Um, I got to find my object that I'm going to use this year though, because I, st- uh. I, I use that training every year ever since I developed it because it changes. It's so easy to change from year to year and the activities mm-hmm. the staff come up with are, are awesome and they get to use them during the summer, but I got oh, to find, so cool. find my object this year. I don't know what I'm going to use. <laughs> We, um, during our interview process, we would give them like random objects from our, um, like I call it our toy closet, but it's just like all the materials that we use and they would have to create a game with it, with a partner, somebody that they just met in the interview process. And we got so many good games from them, just on the spot creativity, like that kinesthetic approach to an interview is, it's so important for this field, I feel. Yeah. And I mean, not every camp is lucky enough to be able to do that. So like, we're not able, we're not, I mean, we could, and I could just maybe say like on zoom, like, Hey, find the three objects closest to you and come up with a game, mm-hmm. but it's really difficult. So you're really fortunate. Cause I, I love kinesthetic, you know, interview questions or being able to do something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was uh we're not doing group interviews this year. Um, just because we're getting more applicants that aren't in the state or in the Chicagoland area, um, which is nice. We're getting a different population, which is awesome. Um, but we, up until last year, we did the group interviews like that. And I'm sad that we're not going to get any new activities this year, <laughs> but I'm thinking about putting something in training where they'll have to create something, which will be nice. Let me know if you need my dollar store dual training. Oh, I might need it. <laughs> <laughs> What about this question? Oh, if boy. you wrote a book about your career so far, what would you title it and why? Oh my gosh. I don't even know. Like that would put me in some thought, but also too, like for a camp counselor, that'd be difficult because yeah. some of them haven't done a career, but as a like director level or even leadership staff, that would be a really good one for leadership staff. Mm-hmm. But like, Ooh, I don't even know because all I've done ever is camping for myself so (laughs) oh wow what would the title of my book be I feel like it's just like organized chaos (laughs) the definition of camp (laughs) yes or like the person who wears too many hats oh that's a good one yeah I I also work in nonprofit. like I've I've purposely (laughs) stayed within nonprofits. Yeah, I think I would title mine a series of fortunate events because I did not initially have a like a career trajectory in camp. It just kind of fell into my lap. I graduated during the last recession. There were no jobs. Nope. I was supposed to go into publishing and uh, no, there was there wasn't even internship. So I was like, I guess I'm going back to the camp world. And then I realized I love what I do. I love I this. I love it. I, yep. 
stayed in it. So I think it was fortunate that there was a recession because who knows where I would be now. It's not fortunate that there was a recession because the recession sucked, but it was, it supplied me with a different avenue to pursue uh, life. And I, yeah. I really liked that. Well, I'm, I mean, I feel like I'm going to take more of these questions that we've talked about into my training than I am my interviews. Yeah. Maybe that's where these brain teasers belong is like, after you hire them like in the training not that there's a wrong answer to these questions but there there are not great answers to some of them so you can talk it through and train them and grow them so that way they do become better problem solvers or um people who can think on the spot very quickly i think maybe that is the the better place for them yeah and a lot of you know, when I talked to some of my first year staff at the end of the summer and we ask in a survey question, you know, what do you think of the interview process? Mm-hmm. You know, some of the feedback I get is, and this is just in talking with them, not necessarily on the surveys themselves, but like I get a lot of stuff that says, you know, I was super nervous and I didn't want to mess up. Or even I get that at the end of the interview or when I offer them the job. And I feel like by asking some of these brain teasers that, you know, you're, you're not even, you're almost not setting them up for success because they are so nervous and so anxious in trying to get the correct answer out so that they get the job mm-hmm. that it almost stumbles them up. Cause I've even had, uh, applicants not answer the question be like, I don't, I don't know. Um, instead of, you know, coming up with some ridiculous answer to what fruit would you be and why for some of these, I'd almost rather wait. Cause it's a more relaxed environment Yes, they might still be nervous because, you know, first day of training jitters, meeting new people, all of that. But it's also a really easy way to break the ice Mm -hmm. for training. Yeah, I think so, too. Also, camp is such like an insular world as well, like putting them in that bubble already. And when you have ridiculous things going on, you tend to bond quicker because you're like, oh, my God our supervisors are so weird. I can't believe that they're making us do this. So like you're building that camaraderie with them too, which is huge in training. But, you know, if you like, if you ask the monopoly question, like I I brought up at the beginning of the episode, (laughs) it would be a fun icebreaker to discuss, like find someone you haven't met and discuss who your answers were Mm. in the crazy interview question. Yeah. Or if you or if you ask different questions to different people, like if you just have a mixed bag and you pick random ones for different people, then saying like, okay, find someone who had the same crazy interview question as you and discuss your answers. Yeah, I like that. That's that's fun because then you're you're transferring it. Like it wasn't just a question to be a question mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then those questions that maybe you want to ask, like the the fruit questions or the superpower questions that really don't necessarily have, I mean, they have a purpose, but they don't really have a purpose. It's just to kind of have fun and, and whatnot. Then you are transferring it and you're giving them a purpose to break the ice later on during training. So mm-hmm. for my interviews, when I break the ice, when we were doing group interviews, I would just ask them like, what activity did you enjoy the most? during training and why um and I felt that that allowed them to let down their like you know their persona that you know like when you're going into an interview you want to 
be the best version of yourself. So it relaxed them a little bit more that we were asking for their feedback um, before we asked them our questions. And I think that settled them a little bit. Got to think of something new this year. Maybe I will ask them what fruit they are. (laughs) Well, you have anything else to add before we wrap up? I think that, you know, the interview process is different at every camp. And if you want to ask those brain teaser questions, go ahead. We're lucky that we have fun jobs for the most part. I mean, some parts of our jobs are not fun, but I think it also sets the tone too, when you're asking those fun questions of like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be, even though this question is really weird. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I just want to say thanks, Shauna, for coming on and having a fun discussion about random interview questions. And I hope for our listeners that if you do ask fun brain teaser type questions in your interviews that you were able to take away some new ones. Um, And if you don't, maybe you might. Yeah. Thank you all for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.